story is unique. No one has ever written my story. Well, actually, they probably have. Hi, welcome back, beautiful writers. I'm Autumn Bardot, and here you will find author tips, writing tools, and hopefully even a little bit of inspiration. I have three amazing things to share, so make sure you watch all the way to the end of the video. Today we're going to discuss the seven kinds of stories, which means that yes, your story probably has been told, but really everybody's story has been told. So try to figure out which of your stories fit into which of the categories. There are seven basic story archetypes and we're going to go over them right now. The first one is overcoming the monster. It's a favorite. Rags to Riches, The Quest, another favorite, The Voyage and Return, a comedy, a tragedy, and Rebirth. Let's start with everybody's favorite, Overcoming the Monster. The protagonist learns about the monster from afar. Oh, is that a monster over there I see? The protagonist learns about the monster's power and it doesn't have to be a real monster. It can just be, you know, a giant ugly corporation. Anyway, they learn about their power and their reign of terror from afar. It's not affecting them directly. The protag gets the call to defeat the monster. And once again, it doesn't even have to be an actual monster. It can be like cyberspace. The monster isn't really threatening them yet. Although as we climb up that rising action, the monster gets closer and closer and closer. When the protagonist finally comes face to face with the power and the ferocity and the evilness of the monster, they are horrified. It is so much worse than they possibly imagined. There's no way they can fight this monster. And if you think about it, if the monster was easily defeatable, it wouldn't be a very good story, would it? Nope. The protagonist realizes that they're going to need some kind of miracle to defeat the monster. And in a lot of scripts and movies, that's where they put in that little training montage of all the stuff that they need to do to get strong to defeat the monster. Then the battle is on. And of course, the protag is losing and losing badly. But you knew this. And then just when we think the protagonist is going to give up, the protagonist discovers one of the monster's weaknesses. Mm-hmm, smart. And then they get renewed energy and they think, I can do this. And then they go for it, except it's not working or the monster is still winning. But then just at that very end, when we think all hope is lost for the protagonist, the tide turns and the protagonist is victorious. Cue shouts of joy. The monster is defeated. Life is better for everyone. The world is saved, at least temporarily. People praise the hero and the hero is rewarded in some way. Sometimes it's a treasure, sometimes it's fame, sometimes it's the girl or the guy. Rags to riches is next. The protagonist's life sucks, like really sucks. It could be physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, financially, whatever. Their crappy life 
defines who they are. Not good. Then something happens, the trigger, and the protagonist is forced out of their crappy world into a new one. At first, the protagonist experiences a lot of success in this new world. They're like, oh yeah, this is good. But you know, that's only the beginning of the story and you know what's gonna happen. That's right, their triumphs are short-lived. Why, you ask? I'll tell you. Because the protagonist hasn't learned a lesson. There's that nasty little character arc there. It's always moving its way into stories. The protagonist hasn't learned how to survive in the world or they haven't learned the lessons necessary to become a better person. They haven't learned that big life lesson yet. The protagonist goes into crisis mode. Things are falling apart all around them. Even their original triumphs in the beginning of that rising action, they don't matter, they fall apart, maybe they're no good, maybe they're taken away from them. The protagonist has to do some serious self-reflection, some serious soul searching. They have to pull themselves up by the proverbial bootstraps, their proverbial bootstraps. Sometimes they make a vow to themselves or to God or to somebody. They will prove their worthiness to themselves and to the people around them. The final confrontation comes and yes, you know what happens. They win, yay, triumph. But they learned about themselves, so now they are smarter and wiser and able to be in this new, wonderful new world. The quest is next and that's another favorite. The protagonist is called to do something, to go on a quest. Sometimes they don't want to. They can refuse at first. They can hem and haw. They can be tricked. Whatever it is, at some point they accept it and thus begins their quest. There's lots of conflict. There's lots of danger. There's a lot of metaphoric dragons and bad people and things they have to overcome. Sometimes they have a mentor that helps them and guides them along their path. Maybe that guide or mentor even shows them their weaknesses. The protag is tested again and again and again. I mean, it's a quest after all, right? The word quest implies it's tough, right? I mean, you don't say like you're going on a quest to the grocery store, unless it was in the very beginning of COVID. Then that was a quest because you did, it was dangerous and you didn't know if what was at that grocery store. Anyway, the protagonist has a lot of successes and failures, but in the quest, they always have to find themselves before they find what they are looking for. And a lot of what they have to find is their power and fortitude to succeed, to move forward, to go on despite the odds, to use everything in their power to keep going forward on that quest. In a quest, the protagonist reaches their goal. They get the thing, whatever the thing is. Are we surprised? No, not really. And once again, the protagonist learns about himself. See, there's that character growth again. He learns to overcome his weakness and he learns how to be a better person, a stronger person. The protagonist usually gets more than just what they came for because they have personal growth. And besides just getting the thing, if that's a thing, they'll get the girl or the boy or whatever else was going on in their life at the time. Little extra added bonus. Now we're going to look at the voyage and return. The protagonist has a super boring or average life. 
and then something happens and they have to begin the journey of a lifetime. Cue some music. They're adapting, they're doing what they need to. It doesn't feel like home yet. They're not really comfortable in their skin yet, but, but they're doing pretty well. And then you know what's gonna happen. Things start to go bad. Very, very, very bad. Things ain't looking good for a protagonist. And where he was once feeling okay, pretty good about himself, he's not feeling that anymore. <laughs> no, sir. And as for completing that journey, that doesn't look so good either. The protagonist doesn't think he's going to be able to complete it. And you know what happens, the voyage gets worse and worse. But wait, all is not lost. In his darkest moments, the protagonist has a moment of clarity. <laughs> they have an epiphany. And now they know what to do. Or they think they know what to do. Hmm. Usually all of this includes, you know it, you know what I'm gonna say, overcoming some kind of personal weakness. Go check that character chart again. It really is amazing for every story archetype. You know how this story ends too. I know you do. The protagonist wins. He averted death and survived. And he's a better person for it. He learned about his strengths, his weaknesses, because really that's the real story. Comedy. In these stories, it's usually about two people who are meant to be together in some way, but something is stopping them. It can be anything. And these two people that were meant to be together cannot be together. There's going to be mix-ups and confusions, miscommunications, sometimes funny stuff, sometimes not so funny stuff. There can be verbal comedy, physical comedy. During the rising action, the mix-ups just get worse and worse and worse. Nothing is going right. Will they ever get together? Hmm. You know the answer. At the very end, spoiler alert, everything is all cleared up. Yay! They can be together. And the people that were preventing them from being together, if they're truly bad people with evil intentions, bad things happen to them. Not by the people who are meant to be together, no, because that would not look very good and that would, they would just look spiteful and mean and that wouldn't work very well for us. But just things happen to those bad people, kind of, you know, karma, mm-hmm. Sometimes the people that prevented them from getting together aren't bad people or evil people. They were got in the way. The protagonists forgive those people or those people ask for forgiveness. Oh. I didn't know. I thought he was your brother. I didn't know he was your boyfriend. In Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare, Theseus has everybody get married. Happy endings for all. Tragedy. The protagonist thinks something is missing from his life and he becomes obsessed with getting it. He wants it bad. It could be power, fame, a book deal, a special someone the kingship, a job, but the protagonist must have it and they fixate on getting that thing. So we start out with a good person and because they become fixated on that thing, we know this is not going to end well. Mm -mm. The protagonist is under the delusion that if they can just have this one thing, everything in their life will be better. And we know better than that. In the beginning, during that rising action, the protagonist has success, of course, right? It seems like everything is working in his favor. 
The stars were aligned. He was meant to have that thing. He goes from thinking he made the right decision to knowing he made the right decision. He doesn't see that evil awaits him just around the bend of that dark path he is taking. Along the way, the protagonist might be doing worse and worse things. It can be a slow slide into evil, or it could be one decision that just isn't right. Hmm. The protagonist hits some roadblocks, of course, but he makes excuses. He thinks he should still have this thing, whatever the cost. He's sliding deeper and deeper into evil. At this point, it's really clear to the reader what's happening. The protagonist makes lots of excuses for his evil behaviors. And then things start going downhill really fast. The protagonist starts getting fearful. He thinks, this isn't going so well. I thought it was great in the beginning, but now everything's against me. But he already knows it's too late. He already set in motion things that cannot be stopped. He made decisions that cannot be undone. He has nowhere to go but down. And we already know how it ends with tragedy. Rebirth is the seven of the last story archetypes. The protagonist is swayed by a dark power. Ooh, everything is going well for a while. Sounds familiar, right? The dark power doesn't seem, I don't know, all that dark, all that bad. Eventually, however, the protagonist realized that the dark force is really bad. Maybe the dark force manifests itself fully. And that dark force, whatever it is, gets even worse. It's strong and powerful. And guess what? That dark force hurts the protagonist big time. Could be physical, but it could be just inside here. Mm -hmm. The pain goes on for a very long time. All that lovely rising action. Seems like the dark force has won, has its grip tight around the protagonist. The protagonist will never break free from the grip of that dark force. Even the protagonist thinks he's doomed. But then, ah, I'm doing that a lot in this video. Something happens. The protagonist has an epiphany. A miraculous thing happened. Maybe it was a miraculous epiphany. But they feel redeemed. They know they can break free from the dark force. They can have redemption. But wait, sometimes they first have to make like this important decision. You know, of course the decision, everything hinges on this one decision. Yeah, you know how that goes. Sometimes it's simply just, do they stay with the dark force or do they purposely move out of the dark and into the light? Meanwhile, the readers are going, move into the light, move into the light. My favorite part is when the writer tricks the reader. And maybe what the protagonist does, maybe that decision isn't what we thought it should be. And we think, oh no, the protagonist has gone deeper to the dark side. They have not moved into the light. All is lost. He can't be saved. But that writer fools us. And a good writer will really fool us. 
because that decision or what it or whatever that thing was that the protagonist did to make us think that he was moved into the light, then he didn't do the right thing to move into the light, actually now appears to have been the very perfect right thing to do. And the protagonist prevails. He conquers the evil, the evil inside himself. He's no longer swayed by the dark power. He has conquered himself. Because in the end, he did the good thing, the right thing, the moral thing. And that could be at the very, very, very end of the story. Which of those seven does your story fit into? Before we go today, I would just like to say that my book, The Magic of Symbolism, Enrich Your Writing with Hidden Meaning, is now available for pre-order. coming at you May 6th. If you haven't already, I would love if you would hit that subscribe and notify button. Subscribing really helps with the algorithms and getting my free content out there. And who doesn't love that? All of the show notes will be available at Club Autumn. It's a Facebook group and I put the links below. I also have another group that I started with another writer called Write Better author smarter and that is in the description box below and the third thing i started a podcast right now it's available on spotify and a few others and i'm putting those links in below because you know sometimes we don't always have time to watch a video so hey now you can listen remember writers to dream create and embrace <laughs>